Good morning, gentlemen. A good nistruchag, a good vach, a shavua tov. Morning. Mazel tov, Moshe, Moshe, on the upcoming bar mitzvah of your grandson and the Hanukkah's film today. Mazel tov. It's going to take in November. Thank you. Okay. All right. Today's daf. Today's daf is daf Samach Gimel and Erevin. We'll start with the last line on Samach Beis and Beis. Yumar is discussing the issue of paskening halacha in front of your Rebbe, which is something which is forbidden. It's disrespectful to uh, answer any question in front of your Rebbe. And there are many examples of this throughout Shaz. Here we have an example like this. When are there exceptions to the rule? If you're in another city, if your Rebbe's dead, obviously, then you're not Pefnei Rabo. But here we're going to talk about even when you're in another city. Ori Ravchista, I mean, Ravchista Ori Bekafri. Kafri was a city in, in Babylonia. And Ravchista Paskin Alocha Bishneid Ravuni, even though it was the years Ravuna was, uh, was his Rebbe, but they weren't in the same place. Right? And it wasn't that Rafuna was in a different place, he was in a different city, and Rafista therefore allowed himself to Paskin Alochis and it wasn't considered disrespectful. Ravamnuna and Samachim, Ravamnuna or Ibaharsa de Argas. That was the name of a place, a city Kharsa made by this uh, uh, apparently he wasn't Jewish, a guy Argas, and he Paskin Alocha there in that city, Bishnaid Ravchista in the years of Ravchista. Okay, even though Ravchista was we'll see, possibly was his Rebbe, we'll see, we'll discuss that. Um, and um, and therefore he allowed himself. Ravina Sar Sakina Bubble. You know, it's proper in a uh, especially in a small city. They would always show the chalif, the uh, the sh- the shechita knife to the um, to the rabbi to see if make sure it didn't have any notches in it. Remember, if, if there's notches in it, then you pull, you tear the simonim, the esophagus, and the trachea. Instead of cutting, they have to be cut. So they would always show the knife to the uh, to the rabbi, and Rav Chis, Ravina examined the knife. He considered himself Rebbe in front, even though he was in the same town. Rashi says Masamachasia, the town of Ravashi, his Rebbe. Masamachasia, uh, like the town of Machasia. You find that of Masa means the town, the city. I had that a couple of days ago. Omele Ravashi, my time of Machu. Why'd you do that? Isn't that disrespectful to me to for you to examine the knife? In other words, like you're answering the question in my town. My town of Mahach Amalei, for Rav Nuna, Ori Bechar Sadagis, Bashir of Chista, you just had that Rav Nuna, Paskan Alocha, in that city, in the years of Rav Chista. So apparently, um, you know, he was, uh, um, he was allowed to do that, and it didn't say really that he was in another city. He Paskan in that city, maybe Rav Chista was there too at the time, so you see he did it. Uh, says, no, 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 The story related was that he didn't paskin any halacha in Charsad Argus because of Ravashi, his Rebbe was there. It's in one version we have is that he did paskin halacha, Ravnuna did paskin halacha in Charsad Argus in front of Ravashi. Tosas points out there's two different Ravnunas, but in any case, he paskin in front of Ravitmar, and some have a uh, some have a version that uh, he did not paskin in the years of Ravuna, Rabbi. So, uh, so how, how, do you, how do you resolve that? In other words, he said, uh, Rav, Ravashi answered, no, he didn't paskin. And Ravuna said, uh, that he did. In other words, not um, Ravina. He said, we're talking about Ravina. Ravina told Ravashi, no, I have a version 
Uh, one version is that he did Paskin, Rav Amnuna did Paskin in the years of Rechista in that city, and some say that he didn't. In other words, Amalei told him, Itmar Ori, Vitmar Lori. Some have one Girsa was, one version was that he did Paskin, one that he didn't. Bishnei Ravuna Rabbe, one Ravuna was alive, Hudala Ori. But Ori Bishnei Rechista, but he did Paskin. In, when Rafuna was no longer alive, only when Ravchista, as we said in the top line, Ravnuna Paskin in the years of Ravchista. He didn't pass in the years of Ravuna. He says when Ravuna was alive, who was the main Rebbe of both of them, then they, he didn't Paskin. Ravnuna didn't Paskin anything. But when Ravnuna wasn't alive and it was only the years, only Ravchista was there, Ravchista was somewhat his rabbi. He had learned a little bit from him. So he did Paskin there. Why? The Tamachavadilehu, because he was considered like a colleague. Tamachavar means. He was a student of his, he had learned, but he also was very equal to him. They learned many things together, therefore he was considered, therefore it wasn't considered so disrespectful. And now Ravina's answering. Ravina's answering, how do you have the chutzpah to examine a knife in my presence? I'm also your colleague. In other words, I'm also an equivalent Rav, uh, even though I've learned some stuff from you, but I'm also equivalent to you, and therefore he passed in that way. Omer Rav. <clears throat> a Talmud Chacham is allowed to examine a knife for himself. In other words, it's proper to always to show the Shokot, always shows the knife to the Rav of the town out of respect. But a Talmud Chacham, if he's uh, shechting for himself, he doesn't have to show for Rabbi. He's able to examine it himself and shech for himself. Now a story uh, demonstrating this idea. Ravina went to the town of Mechuzah. I see Sakina. So his innkeeper brought him a knife to look at. Oh, Ravina, the rabbi, Ravina. Uh, take a look at the knife for me. Don't show it to me, show it to Rava. But you're staying here at the inn. I'm going to shech this animal for you. Don't you hold what Rava said? You can examine it for yourself. You're the one eating over here. You're my guest, right? I'm going to make it for you. So if, you, uh, if you're going to eat, you should be able to examine it yourself. No, I'm buying it from you. Uh, when he says you could check for yourself, as if I'm the shochet and I'm shechting it for myself, that's one thing. But I'm a guest here. It's like I'm in a restaurant. I'm not the balabas here. I'm buying it from you, and you have to show it to the to the rub. Another story about this: Reb Lazar Grunya, Reb Abba Bar Tachlifa, or of Acha Bar Tachlifa, these two rabbis, Iklubei Reb Acha Ravika, they went to the house of Reb Acha, the son of Reb Ika, but Asrei to Reb Acha Bar Yaakov. A lot of Reb Achas over here. Three Reb Achas. In the city of Rachab Yaakov, he was the Marda Asra. Rachab Yaakov was the Marda Asra. Boy, Ravacha Bredavika Lemevelu. So Ravacha Bredavika, who was the the host over here, he wanted to make the Megatilsa a third grown calf. A third grown calf. He always had that child. What it is? Rashi here discounts the idea that it was the third born to its mother because it doesn't make sense. The story where Chenir of Oshia. They were Osik and the Sefiyatsir, and they made an Iglatilsa. Well, it didn't make sense. It wasn't the third. It was the first one. In any case, and it doesn't make sense at all, because it wasn't really third-born at all. It was, they, they, only, they created it themselves. But it makes more sense, Rashi says, to go with the first opinion that it's, a, it's an Egel, a calf that's a third, a third of its growth. It's, it's grown a third of its uh, full growth, meaning it's very tender, very delicious. So he wanted to make them for him. Isi Sakini, he brought the knife. This host, Ravacha, Braid Rabika brought the house, but Kamachavli showed it to them. Omalu Ravachabar Tachlifa, so Ravachabar Tachlifa, the second rabbi mentioned, we had Ravazar Ben Agrunya and Ravachabar Tachlifa said to Melechesh Lei Lesaba, you're showing it to us, what about the Maradasri or Ravachabar Yaakov, you show, he's the town rabbi, you should show it to him. 
Amalur, blessed were going to return to him. That was, they were the two who were visitors. And he said to him, he says, Hachiyam, Rabbi, Rabbi said, Surah Rabbanu Chazam Shei. A rabbi could check it for himself. We're Rabbanu, we could check it for himself. Chazi, so he checked it for himself. He honest and he was punished. Somehow God punished him. There was some evidence that God had punished him. Um, I don't know, maybe he cut himself, maybe something happened, whatever. So, uh, he was punished for his disrespect, not showing to the town of Rabbi. But what was wrong with what he did? Uh, these were, they were checking it for themselves. Okay, they were the guests maybe, but still, he doesn't give the answer that they, that it was the other one checking. Maybe he offered them to check for themselves, or maybe he gave it to them. But he says, so why couldn't they check themselves? Because they had started talking about the rabbi. Now, there's one thing, if a guy's a Tamil Chacham, and he knows the Hilchus Chulim, and he knows Shechita, and he wants to check for himself, so he doesn't have to take it to the rabbi. He knows himself, he could check it himself. But once the discussion came up, these four rabbi, these three rabbis were sitting there. Two rabbis visited the third rabbi, and the third rabbi said, would you check the knife? And one of them said, one of the first two, Rav Acha said, should uh, Rav Acha Bredavika, uh, said, uh, shouldn't we show it to the town rabbi? And the other one said, no, it's not necessary. Once you brought up the discussion about the town rabbi, then it was disrespectful to ignore him, and they should have taken it to the rabbi. He by the Muflig. was especially uh, great. He was he was a man of great distinction and great wisdom. And uh, in his presence, in other words, in his town, everybody else was considered, uh, you know, small guys, pikers. They wouldn't. Uh, they, they were not Roy to be on his level, and therefore they should have shown it to the town rabbi. To separate somebody, to keep somebody from being over on an Isser, and as if you see something is being done wrong, and the rabbi doesn't say anything, or he's not around, or whatever, then you, know, you have to stop the Isser from happening. Then you're allowed to, even if he's there. The rabbi's in the shul, and he's not saying anything, and you see something which you know is wrong, you should say something. As they say, if you see something, say something, right? Here are the first of the wide lines. Ravina have Yosek prayed Ravashi. Ravina was in front of Ravashi. Chaziel Hugavi saw a man to Kaosur le Lechamre Bitsinsa Bishabsi. He saw a man tying his donkey to a tree on Shabbos. You don't have to make use of a growing tree on Shabbos because he might come to uh, detach a, a limb or something, a, a, a detach something from the tree. So Sinister Rabbanim, Romy Bekala, nobody said anything, so he lifted up his voice. Ravina said, Hey, what are you doing? Lashkpe, the guy didn't listen to him. Amrle, Lahavi Hai Gavra Bishamsi, put him in Cherim. So he said, like then he said to his Rebbe, uh, he was in front of Ravashi here again, uh, you know, he said he's like a Tom, he's like a colleague, but he did this in front of, he, he did show some respect to Ravashi. He said, what about this? Is this also, cons- you, you asked me before that I, I shouldn't have, um, I shouldn't have, uh, you know, uh, examined the knife in, in your presence. I should have shown it to you. What about this? Is this also considered like uh, chutzpah? Like Hefker, that I that I didn't show you respect because I I yelled at the guy and I put him in chayim. I'm relay. No, pasuk says Mishnah ain't chacham ve'in tulin ain't yitzlof neged Hashem. When something goes against God, you don't look for chachmas and understanding and counsel, all, all kinds of ideas. You should respect. No, komak m'sheish brichol Hashem. Whenever there's a desecration, desecration of God's name, in chal karm l'rab. You don't get covered to the rab. In other words, if the rab doesn't say anything or didn't see it, and you want to take care of it because there's a chil Hashem going on here now, somebody is disrespecting the Torah, then you should say something, and it's not considered disrespectful to the rabbi. Amarava, the fun of us misa. If you do it in front of your rabbi, if you show disrespect by saying a halacha, or as we'll say, just saying anything in front of your rabbi, you shouldn't, uh, you know, even even like to agree and say, yeah, yeah, I think that's the case. Isn't that right, rabbi? You know, like. 
like you're you're, you're uh, speaking before the rabbi speaks. That's also chutzpah. It's in front of him. Yichayv misa shalobafanav aser bein chayv misa. Again, misa b'day shemaim. This is not something you're chayv misa. It's not one of the tarid mitzvahs that you're chayv misa for. Uh, that uh, if you're over uh, by bezdin, but it means a person's chayv misa for Hashem. Shalobafanav, uh, but it's not in front of his face. Then aser bein chayv misa. It's not as bad. It's not as bad. In other words, if you should have gone to him, he's in town. And he's not there, it's also disrespectful. Just because you're not in front of him, you're not in front of him. You know the stories of the Nadab and Aviyu who were killed many, many, it says, many things are brought down, many reasons are brought down throughout Shas why they died, right? The, the, the disrespect, this, that, and the other. But it says over there, they paskin Allah in front of Rebbe, in front of Moshe the Rebbe. My Darsh, what did they darshan to paskin that Allah? It says, But also they are on a coin, the sons of Aaron should put a fire on the Mizbech. Amru, even though the fire on the Mizbech comes down miraculously from heaven, mitzvah love mehedit, we should also bring from commoners, others from you people, we should also bring some fire there too, because it says, But also they are on a coin, we're supposed to do it. So that's what they. So that's how they paskin. That's what they said. That's why they died. Now there was much with them. But the Gemara goes on. The Brisa goes on to say, There was a there was a story with a student of Reb Lezer, Shahora Halacha B'fanav. He that he paskin Halacha B'fanav in front of his Rebbe Reb Lezer. Amr Reb Lezer. Reb Lezer said, "Ima Shalom." Reb Lezer commented to his wife. That was her name. Ima Shalom. Ishto. It was his wife. Tamiyani imyotzi zeshnaso. I would be very surprised if this guy will live out the year, uh, because you know, God will punish him for showing me disrespect. and he didn't talk; he didn't live out the year. Amrlo, So Ima Shalom, his wife, said to Blazer, are you a prophet that you were able to predict this?" Amrlo, Famous words: I'm not a navi, and I'm not the son of a, a prophet. Ella, This is the kabbal that we have the tradition. We have Whoever. Paskins Allah in front of his Rebbe without asking permission, without the Rebbe giving him permission, Chayv Misa. He's Chayv Misa, and here also he Paskin Allah in front of his Rebbe. So, what? How does this all prove that question? We were discussing if he didn't do it to fun of, he's not Chayv Misa. Here, Lachora, what? Also, Talmud, Yehuda Ben Gurishmo. His name was Yehuda Ben Guria. And he was three parasangs away. He was a long distance away, 12 miles, whatever. From, from a blazer. So what do you see over here? That he died despite the fact that apparently he poskined not in front of his Rebbe or Belezer. We started off by saying that what? That if, a, if you poskin Allah in front of your Rebbe, you chayv misa. If you did shalom in front of it's also been on chayv misa. Here apparently he was a far distance away and still Rebbe Lezer poskin, you know, said that he's probably going to die and he did die. The answer is no, but front of Havay. There when he poskin, this Talmud, whose name was Yehuda ben Guria. He passed in front of a blazer. I have a rock man, a shosh parasolus coming. No. He said, you said that he was uh, 12 miles away. So, why was his name mentioned? Isn't it just Lashon Haru? He's mentioned the name for a purpose. Elishlo Toma, you shouldn't say Mashal Haya. He just gives us the name to shouldn't, you shouldn't say. It was like a student, like a story. It was a parable, but it wasn't really true. No, he told you the story to tell you who that guy was. In fact, was, what happened was this. His residence was 12 miles away. But when he passed in the halacha, he said it in front of his rabbi, and that's why he de- was deservant of death. Om Rav Chiyah Bar Abba, Om Rav Yochakal, Om Rav Yochakal, if you pass in the halacha, he rabbi, Roy Lakish Nochus. It's fit for him to be bitten by a snake. Shanemar. Bayan Eliu ben Bracha Labuzi, story in Eov, 
he answered from he was a uh, buzite. He came from that place. I was very young. Therefore, like I refrained from saying anything. I was young, so I didn't say anything. I held myself back. The exhibit it says the of zochel. What does that mean? Imchamas Hashem will uh, will punish them like with the poison, with the venom of those that crawl in the ground. So you see that that uh, in other words, he relates that I held myself back. Since I held myself back, I wasn't ready to be bitten by a snake. But I had I not held myself. Had I opened my mouth when I shouldn't have in front of my rabbanim, I would have been ready to be bitten by a snake. Zeriyomarvchaninikerchoti called a sinner. Well, we already had that he's going to die, right? He's ready for death, but he's also going to sinshenemar. Believe it's a fantim rosecha leman loftehloch. I held uh, in my heart. I hid your words. In other words, instead of saying something when I could have, I didn't want to paskin in front of the greater rabbis here, so I held it in my heart so that I shouldn't sin. Mashman, that if he would have said something, he would have been a sin. Rav Amnuna asked the following question. Rami, Rami, he asked the sphere. See, it says, believe it's a fantim It says. I hid your words. In other words, I didn't paskin in my heart. I hid my words. Because it says, Bisarti tzedek b'kol rav. I, <coughs> I uh, related. I told over, like Basura, right? Mavasar v'yomer, right? You say, Mavasar v'yomer, Bisarti tzedek b'kol rav. I, I announced it in a great congregation. So it's, on one hand it says, it's good to keep it hidden. The other hand it says, that you announced it out loud. Lokasha. Kamazman she'ira ha'yeiri kayam. Kamazman she'eniri kayam. What does that mean? Ira Hayiri was David Amelech's Rebbe. So he says like this, when his Rebbe was alive, then he kept it to himself. He said, When his Rebbe had died, then he could announce Piskei Aloch himself, David Amelech, Paskin Alochas, that's Bisar Tetzedek B'Kovra. Om Rav Abba Bar Zavda, or Rav Abba Bar Kana, or Meshagar, if you send all your Matanos Kuna to one coin, you pick only one and you don't give it to anybody else, maybe Rav Lohan brings famine to the world, right? Because you show favoritism to one. Shnemar, Iro Hayiri, Hayakoin the David. Iri was a coin for David. Now, Yoyer sounds like he's from the time of the tribe of Menashe, so Tosis says maybe his mother was from Menashe, his father was from the coin, or maybe he wasn't even really a coin. Uh, the Gemara just calls him that. He was the coin of the dove means he served him. He was, a, he was you know, he was a, he was in the service. Or David, David, uh, he served David. Are you coin the dove like he served David? But the mash from the Gemara here that he was talking coin, um, and it says here you are you coin the dove. Chil David, who dove coin When he he was a coin, he was a coin for everybody. Anybody if he did carbonos or whatever he did, he did for him. What does he mean that? He was a coin for David. Smashman only for David. That David sent all his matanos uh, kuna, all his truma, etc., to uh, exclusively to to Irai and because of that, it says made David, and that caused a famine because he should have he should have um, divvied it out to many kohanim, not just uh, shown favoritism just to one, just because he was this rabbi or blazer omer marinos megduloso. If a um, if a person, we're going back to the idea of uh, of a person um, paskening Allah in front of his rebbe, uh, he shouldn't pasken Allah. He's also removed from his gedula, and as his high position, he falls from his high position. It says, "Vayomer Lazar Cohen Elan Cohen told the people, the the military people there. What does it say in that pasuk? It's a pasuk in. In Bamidbar, Yomelazar Kohen Elanshi at Sava Habom Lochamu came to war. Zos Chukas Atora Ashetzivo Hashem Es Moshe. 
These are the words of the Torah that Hashem commanded Moshe. In other words, he opened his mouth when he shouldn't have. He passed on the Rabbi, even though he quoted his Rabbi. These are the words of the Torah that Hashem told to my uncle Moshe. Lazar was, was, uh, was Aaron's son, so he was a nephew of Moshe. Even though he told him, he said, Hashem told Moshe these words. He didn't tell it directly to me. He told it to Moshe. He quoted Moshe. In other words, if, if he paskin Allah in front of his Rebbe, he shouldn't have done that, even though he quoted his Rebbe. Even though he said that it didn't come to me, but you know, I'm telling you the Allah, he shouldn't open your mouth in front of your Rebbe. But just a story uh, happened to me when I was on the eve of my 20th birthday. I was in Yeshiva and in New York, and uh, the I think I've told the story, some of you might have heard it before. Uh, it was the night of Rosh Hashanah. And uh, we boys had to be uh, had to leave the dormitory to make room for the uh, married couples who came to spend uh, Rosh Hashanah in the yeshiva. So they put me up at somebody's apartment in one of these apartment houses in New York. And uh, after we ate in the mess hall uh, in, in in the yeshiva, you know, yeshiva guys ate together. So I was walking there. It was late at night, and I walked into this apartment house and I was mugged. An Italian guy came with a must. I still remember. I, I thought it was all over. He had pulled a gun on me, and and uh, you know I was just you know whatever. I uh, at the end he took the gun. He slapped me. He banged me on the head, and I wasn't out, but I pretended to be knocked out, and you know waited for the cops and everything. Whatever. I don't. I didn't call the cops. I'm in Rosh Hashanah, but whatever. Uh, it was it was a tough time for me. Anyway, the next day, the next morning, first day of Rosh Hashanah. I went over to my Rebbe in the yeshiva. His, his name was Rav Yonason David. He's the son-in-law of Rav Hutner. Uh, anyway, so I went over to him, and there's like, you know, hundreds of guys seeing me, a little young guy, going over to, to him, what's going on. So I told him what happened. I was mugged. I had a shayla. Should I bench Gomel? First day of Rosh Hashanah. I wasn't bucking for an Ali. I just, you know, wanted to know I should bench Gomel. So he looked at me, and he said... How can you ask me a shayla in front of my Rebbe? You know, Rav Hutner was sitting a few meters away. Wow. How can you ask me a shayla in front of my Rebbe? Don't you know the Gemara? You know, that's the Gemara over here. You're not allowed to paskin Allah in front of your Rebbe. Even though he could paskin, he wouldn't. So he said, go ask the Rosh Hashiva. You know, you can't ask me. And I, I talked to the Rosh Hashiva in front of all these guys and all these Rabbanim there. So I went over and I told him, you know, I was, like uh, he said, so Rav Hutner said to me, Kishisen uh, Dembix, did he, did he shoot? I said, no, I'm here. You know, it was, it was point blank range. You know, he was right. He had the gun in my belly, you know. Uh, he didn't shoot, otherwise I wouldn't be here, he says. So he thought for a second, and he said these words. He said, Shvach davstu bracha davstu nishmachen. You have to, give, you have to be, give praise and thanks to God, but you don't make a bracha. And that was it. And that taught me a lesson. You know, it's now 50, almost 50 years later, that, you know, whenever I see somebody, oh, you know, I almost avoided an accident or I nicked my finger, I have to bench Gomel, I need an Aliyah. No, not so fast. The Gemara tells us you bench Gomel for the four, the four cases where you bench Gomel, like being under carbon to the people who went on the high seas or they got out of jail or came out of the hospital. You know, the Gemara tells us cases like that. Not every time that you think your life was in danger. Today, it's very easy. Everybody says, bench Gomel. Oh, I have to bench Gomel. Something, you know, somebody, something happened to me, you know, like, you know, they say, so I could have, I could have been, I was in a dangerous place. I could have been attacked, you know, like the bench Gomel. You don't bench Gomel so fast. But anyway, that halacha, I learned I was embarrassed into that 
into that, uh, into that. So that's stuck in my mind, the idea of not passing a halach in front of your, in front of your Rebbe. That the Rebbe, Rabbi Yonis and David told me, hey, you can't ask me a shayla, even though you, I'm your teacher, you can't ask me in front of my Rebbe. My Rebbe is right over here. So that's what you have to do. Okay, back to the Gemara. So, um, so in other words, what happened over here with Elazar HaKohen? Elazar HaKohen, also, who was taken away from his gula, even though he attributed, he says, listen, I learned this only from Moshe. Hashem told this to Moshe. I'm telling you the halacha. This is the halacha, but, you know, it was told to Moshe by God. A few he was still punished. It says that Hashem told uh, Moshe, you know, Yoshua is going to take your place. He's your, you know, he's, uh, he's uh, the, uh, new, new, the new chief rabbi in town. Right, and he'll stand in front of a lozer. If he had any shilas, a lozer will paskin for him. For we never found afterwards that Yeshua had asked had to consult with him. So, in other words, a lozer was a great man, and it, but still, because he had he showed a little disrespect by paskining some in front of Moshe, even though he said it was learned, it was taught to Moshe. Still, uh, he he was uh, downgraded from his great position because even though Yeshua was supposed to consult with him, we never find that Yeshua actually consulted with him. So he, apparently, he was downgraded. Omar Rav Levi, call the most of Mila Rebbe. Whoever opens up his mouth, says any word, that he shouldn't talk at all in front of his Rebbe. Azul Shol, he'll go down, and he'll go down as he, when he'll be buried, when he goes down to the grave below Vlad. He'll, he'll, he'll go without children. In other words, he'll lose his children. Shanamar, Vayan Yoshua ben Nun. Yoshua ben Nun also answered, Mesharis Moshe, he was a servant of Moshe, from his, from his, from his youth, he, he was always a student of Moshe. And he said in front of Vayomer, Adoni Moshe Kalaim, you know, shut them up. In other words, they don't need your, if, he, if the Rebbe didn't ask your advice, don't offer it. He said, you know, they came over to him, you know, the story doesn't mean, he says, no, Kalaim, shut them up. You, know, you, you shouldn't have answered anything. You shouldn't, he didn't ask you, you don't, you don't offer your opinion. You don't say anything. Uksiv, how do we know that he was punished? The way it says, in Devarim, it says, Nun Beno, Yoshua Beno. It quotes the, uh, the chronology of this uh, of that family, and it says Nun was his son, and Yoshua was his son, and it stops. It doesn't say Yoshua doesn't quote Yoshua's children. Smashma, then when he died, he left no children. This is one opinion that that's why Yoshua died without children because because he uh, was disrespectful by saying something in front of his rabbi. Please, Rabbi, this is disagreement with Rabbi. Bar Papa, Dama Rabbi, Papa. We have this elsewhere in Shas also. Lanesh Yeshua, Yeshua, he, he, he was punished by being childless. El Bishvil, Shabitel Es Yisrael, Lailach and Because he caused Bnei Yisrael not to uh, propagate, not to have any bia with their wives for one night. How does that happen? Shnemer, Vahibiyos Yeshua Baricho. When the Yeshua and his troops, when they surrounded Yericho, so they fought during the day. At night, they should have stopped, put away the Aaron that was with them, the Aaron was with them, and studied Torah. But what happened was, they didn't. They, they, they continued, the, they laid siege to Yericho, even into the night. Baisa, Enav, and Yoshua uh, lifted up his eyes, Vayar, and he saw there was a, a man standing there, Harbo Shlufa Biyado. He was standing there with his, uh, with his uh, sword. And um, it says there that... Um, Yeshua approached him, it was in the evening. The famous words, Are you with us? Are you with the enemy? So he says, I've come now, I've come now, I'm a, I'm a, uh, I'm a you know, an angel of God, I've come now. What's going on here? Like, what have I done wrong? He says, How does the Gemara explain that, that incident? So Morris is like this. 
Ba'isar Bayar, Viksiv Vayomer, so what was the dialogue there? The Pasuk doesn't tell us the whole dialogue. The Gemara tells us what it is. Yesterday evening, you didn't bring the even carbon, the carbon tamid in the evening, the mincha. You didn't bring that. At mincha time, you didn't bring the carbon tamid. You didn't bring that. Why? Because you were, you were involved with the war. Now you're still, uh, even though it's evening time, and you should have stopped, you know, they don't wage war at night. In those days, they didn't wage war at night. Should have been Osik in Talmud Torah. And you didn't. You So Yeshua said, Well, what am I being punished for? I mean, what are you coming to warn me about? The, 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 uh, that, that, I, uh, that I was Mavatal, that I didn't um, abstain from bringing the carbon Talmud, or because of the Torah. Omelo Atabasi. Now, what's going on now? Now you're not learning. Miyad, the Pusik says, Vayelach Yoshua Balailahu Betocha Emek. It's really, the Pusik is a little bit misquoted. In the in the Bach brings down what Tosa says in Megillah. And he says like this, Miyad, Vayolin Yeshua Balailahu Betocha Am. That night he slept among the nation. What does that mean, Vayolin? Because if later on, this was a Muhammad Yericha, when they fought against Ai, it says, it says, it says there, um, Betocha Emek. This is there in at, later on in the Mechom of Ay, it says, Vayala and Yoshua Betocha Emek. What does that mean? Malamit Shalom Ba'omka Shalalacha. That he he uh, he slept and he lodged himself d- deep into the Torah. So he learned his lesson. So the Mepharshim say here, Rashi in Megillah quoting the same story. Rashi says uh, that Lobo uh, Solilixid, not that he slept and they learned that night, uh, but later on when they fought with I. He, he learned his lesson from the previous story, then he started learning Torah. Tosa says, no, that he, that he learned Torah that night. Also, he started learning Torah right away because we see later on in I he learned Torah and it says, shamba. so the same idea that he learned Torah. In any case, he, he delved into the depths of the Torah, he learned Torah with Gemiri. <coughs> so what is all this to do? That's the Shrim, Shlom As they hadn't returned the Aram and the Shechina to the to the Mishkan where it was supposed to be Asur Matashu Shemitah. In other words, by not returning the Aaron, they were Asur Tashu So because, in other words, he uh, the, the the Malach was uh, was um, uh, admonishing him for not learning Torah. But more than that, because they hadn't returned the Aaron, they were still involved in the battle into the evening, and they hadn't returned the Aaron. Nobody was allowed to sleep with their wives because it's when the, when the Aaron and Shechina are not from common. That's their their tradition was that they Asur Matashu Shemitah. So because he caused. All of Bnei Israel not to have Tashmashri for one day, he was punished by not by dying with no children. So it's a different opinion as to why he died with no children, but it's evident that he died with no children. Amr of Shmuel Bar Bar Avia. Rav Gadol Talmud You see that Talmud is greater than bringing in a carbon. The Amr lay because the Mal told them Atabasi. I've come now for what's going on now. Yesterday you were Mavatul the Talmud. I'm coming now, but I didn't come yesterday. I came now because now you're Mavatul Torah. So you see, Bittul Torah is greater. Right or a learning Torah is greater than bringing a carbon tumet. Bringing a Torah, so we say we can't bring carbonus today. But look, learning Torah is greater than bringing a carbon because he was punished only, or he came to admonish him for not learning Torah, not for not bringing the carbon. This is brought down probably because we talked about being vatal pirivirivia. If a person sleeps in a uh, in a room where a husband and wife are there. Uh, you've chased away the wives of, uh, of my nation from their house of enjoyment. In other words, uh, you're causing them not to have bia. Even if his wife is a nida, you shouldn't sleep there with them. 
Rav Armei Mishta Nida Tov Abrach. What do you mean? If his wife's a Nida, it's good that you're sleeping there to keep them from the, from uh, from con- you know from touching one another. Says Rav Armei, that's not the case. The Adid Neman Natu who washed until now. In other words, it's assumed, like Moshe explains, that we know that um, we we can assume that a man abstains from touching his wife during the time that she's in Nida. So you, you, he, doesn't need, he doesn't need a chaperone to keep him when she's in Nida. That's not the case. And as the point is that he shouldn't sleep with a man and a wife in a room, even at a time when he can't live with his wife. Now we go back to our discussion about uh, the beginning of the Perak, the Mishnah, about a, um, if a guy is in your neighborhood, that he prevents you from making an air there because of his share, unless you actually pay for and buy the share from him. But it's, it, many times they don't want to do that, right? They don't want to, you have to actually pay money. It's not enough for him just to renounce his share. You have to pay money. So, um, so therefore, you've got a problem. So the Tanakhama says, uh, you, you know, unless you can do that, you've got a problem. You can't carry from your house into the Chazor. Blessed Yaakov says, no, it's only us if there's two Jews there. Why? Because if there's one Jew, it's very rare. One Jew's not going to live with a guy because he's afraid the guy will kill him. So it's a very rare case. And in Milso Shechichel, the Chazor and they didn't make Xayra there about the Arab. There was a, a Mavui there in this town in which a guy lived there. Lachm Marasik, he was some uh, Goyish or Ruffian. Uh, he lived there. They begged him, Oh, just please rent us your, uh, rent us, you know, your rights to, this, uh, to the Chatzir for this Shabbos. Logan, he didn't want to do it. Also, I said to buy, what are we going to do? The guy can't be convinced. I'll tell you what you do. You should all renounce your share to the other Jews, to one Jew. Let's say there were five Jews living in the neighborhood plus this guy. So four of you should renounce your share to one guy. We'll call him Ruvain. And you'll only be able to, so Reuven will be able to put his stuff there. And you'll all take stuff from Reuven's house into the Chatzar or stuff that you left in the Chatzar before. But at least you'll be able to do some. You can't all carry from your house into it because you, you no longer have a shush. But from Reuven's house, you can carry stuff in there. Or stuff that you put in the Chatzar before. It's all Reuven's Chatzar you can carry within that Chatzar. So he says, go give it to Shaul, renounce to one. Uh, the, now that Reuven will be one person in the place of Anachim. Remember he said, if you go like the Shita of Reb Lazar ben Yaakov, in our Mishnah, what do we say, Reb Lazar? It's Reb Lazar ben Yaakov. Reb Lazar ben Yaakov, his Shita was that the rabbis didn't make Xerah where it's one Jew with a guy because it's Milslo Shricha. It's only if there's two Jews. So now if there's only one Jew left, only Ruve, it's Milslo Shricha, there's no Xerah. The reason why the rabbi said is what? Because it's not shrich that one Jew should live there. But in fact, we are living there. There's five of us Jews there, right? Okay, you're trying to give us a shtick that we should be mavatla to one guy, Ruvain. But the, the, gzeir, the, the lack of gzeir, or, or Rabbi Lezim Yaakov said it, was only in a case where there's actually one Jew living there. But here there's five Jews living there. So, that's, so how does that work? Well, it's, it's right, you are five people living there, but it's not a common thing that five, that the four other people there should, should renounce their rights to the one guy. That's also Mr. Shechicha. And Mr. Shechicha goes to Rabbanan, so there's no excuse, you don't need an Arab there. Okay, it's a little bit of a, you know, a push, right, to say such, such a hetzer. Also, Rav Huna, Rav Huna, went, he repeated this sack of Abaya, Abaya gave him a way out. Remember, we said that, uh, like we said at the end of the parakah, and we looked for kulas, but this was quite the kula. You know, he said, you know, get around the rabbi by saying, you're five of you living there, so four of you should give your shares, renounce your share to the one guy, then it's like one guy against them. Well, that's a milso shrikha that four guys should do that, and therefore there's no gzera. So they, this, uh, this rabbi, Rav Huna, went and repeated this psak to rabbi, Armelei, and came to talk to the Torah, they'll never have an air over there, right? That, that, um, 
it, it, because it doesn't help, really, and they're not ever going to make an Arab there, and people will carry without an Arab. In other words, nobody will ever make an Arab. They'll say, okay, this is what you got to do, or they'll forget about it. They'll say, oh, you see, there's a way around it. Even when they won't renounce it every week, they'll forget to renounce it. They'll still, they'll still carry there without an Arab. So he says, no, no, the Ma'arve. They will make an Arab. Even though it won't help, they'll make an Arab. Even though it's, the Arab doesn't help, they don't need an Arab because since they're Mavatal the Rishus to one guy, in other words, Rabbi's objection was not that Abaya was too sophistic, his, uh, his answer was, was too busy. He just said, the problem with that is, is that nobody will ever make an Arab there. He says, no, they'll make an Arab, even though it doesn't really work because there's guy there. And, and uh, you can't make an Arab if the guy doesn't relinquish his share. Uh, but, it, but, but since, uh, you know, you, you, they're Mavatal, their shares, people won't know that it's because of the, the four guys from Mavatal to the one. They'll think that it's because of an Arab. So make an Arab there, even though it's not really the Arab working it. The Arab isn't working there. So you're Arab Mobile but then people will think that you come an Arab with a guy. They said they won't know the story about being Mabatal the four to the one. They'll think, okay, you make an Arab and they'll say, Oh, you can make an Arab when there's a guy there. That'll also uh, be a takala. People will think in general you can make an Arab when there's a guy there who doesn't relinquish his share. The answer is the Machrazinan. They call it out. And as they announce, you should know that the Arab doesn't really help over here. And the only reason it helps is because we're mavatala. It's a, it's one. It's only Reuven's rishus. We're mavatala our our uh, our um, you know, rights in the in the chaser uh, to one guy. We'll announce it. So is that going to help for the kids? In other words, people won't understand all these rules. They know if you see an Arab, they think you're making Arab. Even when there's a guy there, they're not going to understand that uh, that it doesn't really help. You're only doing it so people should think you should. People should know that you're making an Arab, even though the Arab isn't helping. The reason it works is because you don't need an Arab there if there's only one guy, and we're Mavatal Arishis. People won't understand that, and there'll be at the color. People think you can make an Arab, but there's a guy. Elo Marava, Lazel Chadmai, the only option is is to try to make peace with the guy. Lazel Chadmai, Likrele, should be friendly with the guy. and let him then borrow a place and say, hey, you mind, you know, Jim, you mind if I use your. <coughs> your chatzer uh, here on Shabbos, so the guy will be nice to him. Valanich, but meet him, put some stuff down there. The havelik eschir blakito. It's like his worker. So here is like a you know employee or a part time employee. Even if you work for the guy, you're as an employee or you're a part-time worker for him, you can, you can put your air there because you have rishus to use it. Therefore, you have authorization and you have rights in the chutzer. Because you're an employee, employees are, are allotted these rights that they can put stuff down there. And once you have rights there, that's good enough. So if you, one of the Jews, has rights in the Chatzar, then they all have rights, and then they can make a proper Erev together. The five Jews can make an Erev together there, and that's how they get around the problem. But of course, that assumes that you can make peace with the guy. All right, we'll pick it up from here tomorrow, Mitzvah, Amalia Bayev. Have a good day, everybody. Call to. A good Nisruchag. Thank you.